Hey, I'm Gabriel Goldfeder. I'm a Jewish life consultant, a.k.a. rabbi. Vayhi hayom. And it was on a certain day. Vahaya bricha. Be'ezim Medina. There was a an exodus. A running away. A fleeing in some particular country. Uvachukulam and everyone ran away. and on the way of their running away, of their fleeing, Avru Derech Ezayar. They passed by way of a certain forest. Vavdusham Zachar Unikeva. And they lost there a boy and a girl. Echadavad Zachar, one family lost a boy. Vechadavad Nekeva, and one family lost a girl. Vadain Hayu Banim Ktanim, and they were still young, small children. Bene Arba Vehe Shanim, four and five years old. And they had nothing to eat. This is the same story that we've been reading until now. The one that started with a king who wished to bestow the throne onto his son while he was still alive. And he had a party. And at the height of the celebration, he told this son that the son would lose the throne. And we saw what happened. The son took the throne and became involved with and even overly concerned with the pursuit of chokhmas, of wisdoms. And we saw how this tilted the kingdom into heresy. And we saw that the king's son, who is now the king, remembered himself from time to time and came back to himself and then fell back again into wisdoms and then remembered himself And now this, we have simply no idea how these stories are related or whether these stories are related. We simply find ourselves suddenly in the midst of an escape, a fleeing, something's wrong. The citizens of this country have to run away. As far as we know, Rabbi Nachman never gave an explanation as to how these stories are related. And that might be intentional. It might be that the reader, the listener, is meant to feel this deep disorientation, is meant to feel perhaps what the citizens of this country feel, that regardless of the cause, here we are, due to causes that are beyond our perception, beyond our comprehension, and beyond our control. We are running away. And there's a deep truth in this, that so often we find ourselves very deeply affected by factors and by events that are 
beyond what we can see or know. And certainly beyond what we can control. And yet, here we are. It remains true just the same. The people in this country were forced to flee. They had to run away. It was clearly chaotic. Someone lost some children. And so often it is children with the least amount of comprehension and the least amount of control who find themselves in just this sort of situation in which massive factors have dictated that they are on the run. They don't know why. Here they are. They are lost. They are separated from their family. And they're hungry. I personally... Just as an example, I'm the grandchild of the generation of Holocaust survivors. All of my grandparents came to America before the war, thank God, and yet the scars are here and they are very real in my family. The aspects of how our family dealt with things like food and money, I was only later able to identify as being relatively expected, predictable attitudes of families of survivors of the Holocaust generation. So it's not particularly shocking that my grandmother used to stockpile packets of sugar. It's not particularly surprising that my mother was unwilling or unable to make purchases of objects that she really wanted and instead favored buying less good or lower quality objects because they were less expensive. It's not surprising that my father, rest in peace, growing up in post-war Brooklyn, having been taught at Hebrew school by refugees of Europe, refugees of the Holocaust in Hebrew school, it's not surprising that my father was anti-religious. Really, none of this is surprising. This is how a national trauma filters through generations. And we hope that it sorts itself out by the fifth generation. We hope that my children, or at least their children, will have normal, healthy relationships to the things that I have mildly unhealthy relationships to. And those very things are the ones that my parents have and had very unhealthy and imbalanced relationships to, which are the very things that their parents had very, very unhealthy and imbalanced relationships to. But this is the way of things. When I was four and five years old, living in a world in which my parents and their attitudes around food and money and religion were very much and very directly affecting my life and affecting the way that I was taught to interact with money and food and religion. I couldn't possibly have been aware of the cause. I just knew the reality that was at hand and I accepted it as normal. This is the way it is. Is this fleeing somehow the result of the king's son's inability to tear himself away from his obsession with wisdoms long enough to build a military 
that would be capable of defending his country? Who knows? And does it matter? Here we are. It is what it is. And now the question is, what will anyone do about it? What will happen? How will these kids, left behind, alone, hungry, in the forest, what will happen? Who will take care of them? The question seems to be less about will we get lost? Will we find ourselves disoriented? Will we find ourselves unmoored? The question seems to be, more importantly, what will we do about that inevitability? What will happen next? How will we manage for ourselves and for each other? So Rabbi Nachman tells us, This young boy and this young girl cried out and wept. For they had nothing to eat. As this was happening, a certain beggar came near them. With his sacks, his bags, Shakurim Tarbis, Shunasibahem Lechem, in which he was carrying bread. And these two children started to approach him and to even follow after him. And he gave them bread to eat, and they ate. And he asked them, how did you get here? They said, we don't know. Because they were young children. And he started to leave them, to walk away. And they begged him or asked him to take them with him. And he said, this I do not wish that you will come with me. And while this conversation was happening, they looked. And he was blind. And it was astounding to them. Since he's blind, how does he know how to walk? And in parentheses, the storyteller or the story editor tells us, The truth is, it's kind of a novelty. The fact that it was strange to them or they didn't understand this element. They were still small, so the fact that they put this together shows a certain kind of intelligence. They were wise children. And it was astounding to them. And he blessed them, this beggar, this blind beggar. That they will be like him. That they will be old like him. And he left more bread by them. And he went on the way. Here, these young children damaged by history, left in a lurch, left alone in a forest, by themselves and hungry, fed, nurtured, taken care of, and in some ways saved by a blind man. 
a broken person caring for broken people. But maybe he's not as broken as he looks. After all, he has found his way through the forest. And he even has the audacity to bless them that they will be like him. There are many questions on this short interaction that they have. Primarily, what is the meaning of this blessing that they will be like him? Shouldn't he bless them that they will be whole and healthy, unscathed? And second of all, why doesn't he take them with him? It seems kind of cruel. It seems to me that the answer to these two questions really is the same answer. That this is a, a man who wants to teach these children how to live in a broken world. He wants to teach them how to be broken and also to be whole at the same time. Here is a man who manages. Here is a man who, despite the difficulties he must have in the world, he's still capable of generosity, of finding and caring for others. And he wants them to have that. How amazing it would be if he could solve the problems, if he could fix the world in one fell swoop. But that's not going to happen. They're both walking and living in a world in which the damage is, is in some ways already done. It's irreversible. They live within the broken remains of a world that they did not break, and no one even knows how it broke. But here it is, and here they are. So what's a person to do? How do we manage? Here we are. We're lost. It hurts. We cry. We weep. Someone comes and helps, feeds us, loves us. It seems our job is to learn how to find people and love and help them too. Thank you.